What's good? My name is Ty Verdes, and if you haven't heard of me before, go figure it out. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> if only that someone invented Google. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lift the room. Push your pull. Yeah, hello. Welcome to the next episode of Introducing. And, well, who didn't fall in love with Orville Peck? Seriously. So many people contacted me saying, I, I think I'm a cowboy now because of that chat. So interesting. If you have no idea who Orville Peck is still, well, where have you been? Uh, go back and have a look. He's on the last episode. But maybe you're more of a Ty Verdes guy. That's why you're here today, which is good because I'm about to play the chat I have with Ty Verdes. Now, he's done it all really and he's only 26. He's a California local. He's tall, very, very tall. He, he gave college basketball a crack. He's done it all. As I said, uh, The Voice in the US, American Idol. He even did an MTV dating show. He was on season six of Are You The One? He was uh, sleeping on a mate's couch for years ago, working in a phone shop until he went TikTok viral. He exploded, which I think is the the law if you're in the music business under the age of 30. I caught up with him at the Ivy in Sydney a couple of days before he hit the Splinter in the Grass stage. Not the day that was cancelled, don't worry. He played Saturday at Splinter in the Grass. Maybe you saw him. Maybe you saw him hanging out with Tate McRae on one of his Australian shows. He's very chilled. He's very cool. We got along really well. Um, sit down. Relax. I mean, do whatever. I'm not telling you how to listen to it. Just listen. It's Ty Verdes. Man, thanks for joining us. And as I was just saying to you before we, we kicked off, welcome to our beautiful sunny country. <laughs> yeah, crazy. I mean, I just love Australia in general. I mean, we've been here for like three days and yeah. why would I not love it? It's great. But I mean, it's not the hottest, but it's been hot everywhere I've been. So this <laughs> yeah. is a cool refresher. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's not only refreshing, it's torrential rain as well, which is f- fantastic. <laughs> you know, you need some spice in your life. <laughs> yeah. So is this your first trip to Australia? Yes, first trip ever. Crazy, craziness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you love it. We're good people. I, yeah, I mean, I love the accents, man. You guys are crazy. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the most people who are interviewing anyone from the states would get you to do an American, uh, do an Australian accent. So, I can't. So don't, I'm but so don't worry about. I'm not gonna, but what I'm trying to say is, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> okay, okay, go, 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 go. I'm just so bad at. It. I wish I could. Yeah. I would break it out. I would have started the interview. Like yeah, this. that's right. G'day, buddy. <laughs> I won't, so I, I won't talk Californian either. So oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't mind. You could try. Yeah. Um. I, I just like those college girls Instagrams. You yeah, know, it's like. like Hey, hey, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's up? I was getting hey, it. Up? I was getting it. No way. It's Ty Verdes. Oh, there it is. You <laughs> love it. <laughs> now I've embarrassed myself. Um, but you're playing in Sydney, you're playing in Melbourne, and you're doing my favorite festival in the whole world, Splendor in the Grass, which I, I hope is going to be a little bit sunshiny for you. But have you heard much about Splendor? I mean, people just say that it has a different energy than other festivals. Yeah. And I love seeing that because I've been going to, uh, you know, festivals all across America mm. and now I'm get to go to one in Australia. This is great. Especially after a two year break. So this year is the 20th anniversary of Splendor in the Grass, but as the whole world was on pause for two years with COVID, it's going to have a different energy. Oh, okay. So I've just come back be- from Glastonbury and Glastonbury are two years off too. And that's 250,000 people just, so you can't wipe the smiles off their face. Whoa. It's the nicest energy in the world. I love that. I love that. <laughs> um, now, I, I love like er- everything I read about you is like almost like that. This is one of the great stories. You were sleeping on your friend's couch and then boom, you're a superstar. Um, how much of that is true? And would you like to, <laughs> would you like to go into detail? Um, I wasn't sleeping on my friend's couch. I was paying to live in a living room. And I was paying $550 to live in that living room and down downtown LA. Um, and that after I did that for four years, 
um, TikTok came around. I started using it. And then um, while that was happening, during those four years, I had tried out for a bunch of like talent shows and stuff like that. Um, never getting past the first producer, not the first round, the first producer. Oh, really? Well, what, yeah. what were you doing? What was your audition? Uh, exactly, exactly. I mean, you like stand up comedy? Yeah, exactly. I was doing, I was doing, I did do stand up comedy really? sometimes. I did like funny songs, you know, oh, I did right. funny songs. Okay. I, did, I wrote my what own was songs. The, what was your audition song that you remember? You don't have to do it, but do you remember what it was? <sighs> Man. I'm going to make you do it. <laughs> I wish I knew my audition song. That would be amazing. Um, I, it's probably in my voice memo somewhere because yeah. I've definitely recorded myself doing it. Um, dang, now you're having me go back into my memory vault. Uh, but yeah, it wasn't that good. So yeah, obviously, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it wasn't that good. So I always say I wasn't ready for that. And I didn't really blame anyone, any of the producers for not seeing like stardom. What is that? What is that even? Um, and I think that now, uh, after I, worked like pretty work is a you know is a big word but I really tried hard to work on my voice and I went into my car every single day for an hour and a half and I would sing and try to get better at singing and then the first time I got in the studio after making music with my friends kind of uh you know passively aggressively going into the studio tried to make songs the first two songs that I made when I got in the studio was stuck in the middle and then a song called something to cry about, which is also on my first album. Yeah. You know, what, what's the one little technique that you can share that if anyone's listening now that wants to become a singer or maybe they're listening in the car now and they mm-hmm. are a singer, what's one thing that they can do? Um, practice. It's all practice. <laughs> I mean, I, I can't stress enough that it's like time on task is what makes people different than other people. Well, what do they say? Like 10,000 hours yeah. and you become an expert. Exactly. I mean, 10,000 hours of actually doing it. Like, exactly. Yeah, of yeah. actually doing it, of actually trying to yeah. do something. And maybe you're going to be wrong with the technique sometimes, but you got to try to start somewhere or else you're not going to get anywhere. Now, um, let's go back to, because college basketball was also a huge part of your life. Yeah, and was. obviously you're a giant. So. <laughs> Yeah, I'll, well, compared I'll to me, that. I'll and I'm wearing that. Doc Martens, and I I'm love still. That. <laughs> and uh, explain because po- maybe people in Australia don't really get how big college basketball actually is. Because if you play mm. university basketball here, that doesn't really mean anything. But college basketball is mm-hmm. well, you're you're in the big time almost. Why why what happened? Why didn't you pursue that? Was was music too much of a distraction? Or no, I mean, I just wasn't good enough. A lot of these reasons are just because you're not good yeah. enough. That's why I didn't make it. I wasn't good enough to play. Some of my friends were. Some of my friends are in the NBA right now. Oh yeah, okay. um, but I just didn't. Those guys have either the innate ability to do something crazy, jump really high, have a really crazy wingspan, like quick twitch muscles, or they just love basketball and practice so hard. And sometimes it's a combination of the two. And then you got Donovan Mitchell, who I played with, and he's an NBA all-star right yeah, now. Yeah, right. Um, Our biggest and, export was Luke Longley. Do you remember Luke yes, Longley? Yes, Luke Longley. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, like yeah. 7,000 feet tall. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, he was good, and then happened to play for the Chicago Bulls in yeah. one of the greatest periods of America. Yeah basketball ever amazing amazing (laughs) um so be born tall and then be good (laughs) yeah 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 yeah, exactly and then you actually love it i could have i was tall but i was never like grinding like i saw other people grind right um and i didn't really have the instincts of somebody who's in the nba like the instincts of someone to like know where everybody is at on the floor at all times i was pretty good but i didn't have those really top tier instincts yeah now after I, you know, did a couple injuries, the typical story, oh my gosh, my foot hurt, my leg hurt, whatever. <laughs> um, 
that's when I started trying to do different things because I didn't want to work a regular job. I wanted to either be some sort of, uh, you know, actor, comedian, something like that. And I didn't know how I was going to do it, but I just tried a bunch of different things. I went to open calls. I went to um, uh, open calls for modeling. I went to open calls for uh, being a comedian. I did uh, some modeling, you know, all this is open call stuff. I did yeah. open calls for auditions yeah. for American Idol. But, li- but living in California, is that a bit of a grind there? Because from an outsider's point of view, it feels like all of California is trying to do that. Like, talk about competition. Like, you really have to stand out in a place like California. Yeah, I mean, I'll, it's not really standing out. It's how long you stay. Some people leave. And I think that's hard um, to make it if you're if you're in not somewhere where things are happening. Cause I want to do a lot of stuff and there's a lot of opportunity in uh, LA, but you can build it anywhere, especially now with the internet being so powerful. And that's what people is happening right now with TikTok. You can build it anywhere. Yeah, absolutely. So tell me about growing up then. Were you in a musical household? Like was music always a big part of your, your upbringing? Mm, Doesn't look like it. (laughs) I mean, like I had the opportunity to take piano lessons and in high school, I took AP music theory because I decided to, it wasn't like my whole house was like a musical household. I wasn't like Billie Eilish where (laughs) she stayed home and just like wrote songs all the time. If Billie Eilish wasn't, didn't become a superstar growing up in that house and something was wrong. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So for me, it was more like, I just had the opportunity to do whatever I want and in the beginning of my life it was more like basketball training because I really like basketball I was comp- I'm competitive mm. and I kind of like bring that over to music a little bit too where I just yeah. like um, just want to make the best thing I can yeah what kind yeah. of artists were you listening to when you were a kid Childish Gambino 50 Cent Kanye West Kid Cudi yeah let me think of somebody else who I, I listened to I mean honestly I listened to mostly that yeah yeah so what was the moment then? Like you, you were talking about stuck in the middle. Was that what was the moment where everything changed? And it feels like thing when things really blow up, it happens like that, and then you don't have a chance to <laughs> catch your breath. You know what? I'd say it hasn't even changed that much because I've always been kind of like a D-list celebrity. You know, because yeah. I went on, I went on a reality TV show for a little bit, and yeah. after that, that's when people start and playing basketball people would recognize me in general because i was you know pretty high i played in the nike leagues and adidas leagues and stuff yeah, right. like that okay um so people would like know who i was around yeah um and being in the reality tv show lane it you know elevated a little bit more and then being on tiktok you become that guy from that thing you yeah. know you're always that guy from that, that thing guy from that thing I and even it. even now when i if i saw half the people that are on the radio right now i wouldn't even recognize them yeah. you know so it's like there's only a small amount of people to where blowing up and it completely affects your life to where you can't go outside billy yeah. eilish kanye west adele you know yeah, those type yeah. of people yeah um but yeah i can go outside and yeah but, but I mean, things must have changed for you in terms of like, you might might have had plans, but then now that song came out and the, the New York Times said it was one of the best songs of the year. And yeah. then all of a sudden they're getting offers like crazy. I don't necessarily mean you can't walk down the street, but yeah, 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 your yeah, exactly. life has gone like this. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. the decisions that I'm doing for like my life is like, I play shows now. I yeah. do. I make a lot more music now. Like that right. type of stuff is really You're awesome. You're in Australia yeah, talking yeah. to me. I'm in Australia. I'm like that's cool. Pinch exactly. yourself, right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> the only time I can't like walk around is when I'm in like a festival situation. And yeah. I try to go out to the public. They think I'm very recognizable. You know? Yeah. Are you going to hang out at Splendor in the Grass of it or are you going to fly in, fly out? I'm going to try and see some stuff. I I, I don't know, really know what my what schedule are you playing? is. Are you playing? Um, I'm playing Saturday. Saturday, yeah. yeah. I'm there Saturday. Oh, I'm that's going to see sick. the Strokes and I'm going to okay. go, I'll come and see you. So nice. I'm just coming in for 24 hours of power. Love it, love it, love it, love it. <laughs> um, TV, the debut album. Um, 
was that a long process? Was that did that just fall out of you? Was the track listing like just easy, or was that something that was a bit of a struggle? And you're like, this is hard work, and now it's out there, and it's like now that's done. Like, how, how was the debut album process? Yeah, it's kind of like giving birth. You know, you give birth, and like <laughs> all the ladies would love to hear that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Two men I mean, sitting here talking about yeah, how easy yeah, yeah. it is to give birth. <laughs> no, no, I say it. I, I mean, know, I, I, know. It's, it's, I mean, it was definitely hard. I, I definitely had a creative birth. If, if, if you know what I'm saying, like I, yeah, of course, I'm, I had the album. It started as like six songs, then it changed to like nine songs, and it became 13 songs. So it grew mm. um, because I wanted to make an album for my first project. Um, and I realized that no one was going to tell me to make an album. Like how it usually works in the industry is like you make a hit and then people are like, okay, make your album. But for me, I was like, I don't, you can't give me permission to do whatever the, whatever the fuck I want. I'm going to do whatever I want. So I'm just going to make an album as many times as I want to make an album. And I see the people that I, you know, um, admire, like, you know, Tyler, the creator and Kanye who have built these projects, whether they're 13 songs, 20 songs, whatever it is, that's the thing that I, that makes me admire them is that they have that creative capacity to keep going and keep making stuff and keep having something to say. Um, and that's what I wanted to do. So that's why I made the first album. What it was is like telling a story about the four, uh, the past four or five years of my life. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was really cool that it all ended up into me releasing, you know, a okay, um, and having that be the thing that took me around the world a little bit. I'm reading a lot, um, especially when you speak to American artists about the sophomore album. Now, and I, I spoke to Orville Peck um, mm. yesterday, and he was talking about the sophomore slump, where it's just like this idea of like the second album blues. It's like that first mm. album did so well. Now there's all this pressure on me to, to release something even better or different. Or mm. how are you feeling about? Because it's September, I believe your second yeah. album is coming out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. Is the sophomore slump a thing for you or are you like, hey, this is great. This is gravy. I'm loving this. Bang. Well, to me, there's no such thing. I mean, I'm only going to be in my sophomore year for four months and then I got my third album coming out in 2023. Yeah, right. Okay. I don't really think about, you know, being stuck because I'm always creating stuff. And I think that's how people get stuck is that like, okay, say everyone hates your second album. Great. So when the people love your third album, then it's going to be even better. It's like, wow, he really turned it around. You yeah. know, like there's always a way to flip a story. Yeah. Um, and and to answer your question more directly, I think my second album is great. So it doesn't yeah. matter to me. Well, I heard you say, I, I watched you on the American Today Show. You were talking about the fact that the uh, your second album is all about love, is it? Or is it just I mean, very love focused? It's love focused. Like the theme is love, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, and uh, I definitely update people. Like with my first album, uh, I there's a song called Real World where there's no core. It's just me talking about where I'm at in life. And then oh, really? I also have that in uh, the second, I mean, in the second track of the album, I say, you motherfuckers, you couldn't even do half this. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's where I'm at in my life right now. <laughs> I love that. I love the confidence. It's fantastic. Exactly. Um, the podcast is called Introducing. So we generally, we finish the chat with, if you would like to introduce us to someone that you're listening to or that you like at the moment. Ooh. Question without notice, so take your time. Do I get to do multiple people or just one? Yeah, you can do whatever you want. Oh, okay, There's cool. no time limit here. Um, <laughs> yeah, if you're trying to find some new music, listen to- uh, I'm trying to see who should I shout out. From TikTok. Yeah, a lot of pressure on to, you now. Yeah, yeah, mentioned. exactly. <laughs> exactly. Claire Rosencrantz is really cool. Um, you know, Lauren Spencer Smith is from TikTok and she's awesome. Uh, Gail- Gail's awesome yeah. too. Uh, now for people that I've been listening to, I listen to Chelgy. She's like super small. 
small, but just release some songs. It's cool. Who else? I've been listening to Dominic Fike for a long time. Who's Dominic Fike? Brent Fike is yep. really cool. He has a new album out. Um, but other than that, I've been listening to myself. So oh, if you yeah, want you do music, that? yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. especially to listen to the second album. Yeah, I have been listening to that front to back just to make sure that the feel is right. People so. say because um, I'm not a musician, but people say when before they release an album, they like to listen to it in the car. Uh-huh. Do you do that? Or where, I, mean, where do you I like literally to have to a video own? of me doing that for my first album. <laughs> yeah. I should probably do it for my second album yeah. too, but yeah. Um, where, where do you like to listen to yourself the most? In the in bar? The, in the car. In the <laughs> yeah, car. Yeah, in the yeah. car. Like, I'm the guy that's listening to my own stuff <laughs> driving down uh, Highway 1, like legitimately. Yeah, great. Doing that, yeah. Unreal. Well, look, it's been a pleasure to meet you. I'm so glad that you're enjoying your time here. You're going to love Splendor in the Grass. Mm. I'll know how to find if you I now in the crowd. If I don't, I'm going to find you. And I'm going to be like, <laughs> this guy lied to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, you have a great time. Um, pleasure meeting you, man. All right. Pleasure, dude. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>